And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the duo of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Both and Zach kicking it cooler than two. Until Zach runs off with his valet keys, he's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Both Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping. We are going to rip out the hearts of other podcasts. We are going to bite off their eyeballs. We're going to start every segment watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn here on a Wednesday evening. We are, we're going to get into you know the Jalen Hurts situation, what's going on with the Eagles. We will do that after the break, uh, but we're going we're to start with um, the, the football news, um, and that is that is DeMar Hamlin and what is going on with him after uh, suffering cardiac arrest on the field during Monday Night Football. Um, and I, you know, I, I hope it's not um, intrusive, but I think we need to, to talk to Marissa here um, mm-hmm. to start the show um, because you have a more um, important perspective than than either of us do. First of all, how are you? Um, it's been a long, I mean, I feel like for anybody who watched what happened, like it's, you can't feel anything, but like just heartbreaking, you know? Um, and yesterday was like tough. Like I didn't sleep the night before I kept like reaching over and like touching Michael and like, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, he's like rolling over, you know, like not even like, (laughs) and you know, like, it's just, it's a very emotional thing. And I mean, it, it, I will try and keep my composure, but um, it's hard to talk about because you can, it's just like, how do you, how do you put a game in perspective when, you know, like it's silly, the stuff we like talk about sometimes when like something like this can happen. And, you know, like I love football. I love talking the X's and O's and all of that. But at the end of the day, like none of it matters, you know, play playoffs. We talk about seating, whatever, like, the thing that matters in the NFL right now is Demar Hamlin and Demar Hamlin only, and and all those other guys on that the Bills team because they had to watch and witness such a horrific event, and it, it's just a very sad thing, and can't stop thinking about him like everybody else. I feel like Zach, what's going on with you? Well, I mean, I I I feel from for for Marissa here. Obviously, I I I should say I feel mostly for. Um, you know, Demar Hamlin and and those who who know him well, his family, his teammates. Um, but what's going on with me is uh, you hate to say you hate to say like the show goes on um, because that game was was postponed or suspended, I should say, maybe canceled, and the Eagles paused for a day. But the NFL 
is back today. They have game. There's like week 18 that every team is preparing for the bills included the Bengals included. And it seems, it seems odd to, to think that like Marissa said, football seems trivial relative to DeMar Hamlin, but there's, there's going to be 16 football games this weekend. Right. And it's, it's the, like that is almost to a certain extent, the, the, the push pull here, I, I imagine for, for every player. I mean, uh, I mean, what we do is inconsequential relative to what they do. Uh, but there's, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's kind of like this, this, this caveat emptor component to football where you, you, you accept, I don't even know if accepts the right word, but like you acknowledge going into it, the violent nature of it, although we've never seen it to that extent, but the reality is 24 hours before that game, we were on this podcast talking about Josh Sweat, right? And like Josh Sweat got up, left the hospital, um, is with the team today. But that, that there was a period there where we didn't know if that was going to be the case. And every, every injury is, um, like is, is, is serious. You know, there's, uh, they're That's, human beings. Like, exactly. you know, I like Deion Dawkins. I feel like I, he was on sports center with Kevin Gandhi and, you know, he's like, you know, we're not athletes. We're not celebrities. We're not these superstars. Like we're human beings. And I think, you know, we all forget that, you know, like I have such a personal connection and like, you know, we get on here and we talk about like, you know, Oh my God, the defense was terrible and things like that. Yeah. But like, like at the end of the day, they're human beings. And like, to you know, it, it's, so much bigger than the game. But if I can ask you, Marissa and and Bo, I I don't mean to please. Um, I'm curious <clears throat> from a player's perspective, and and you can kind of give us a real player's perspective. Is is how much of 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 that part of football is accepted, is acknowledged, or is it one of those things where? You kind of compartmentalize it, you put it into a corner, and you try not to even think about it or acknowledge it. I think a lot of it is you try not to think about it. I mean, like, which is horrible to say because it's like you see every week's, mm -hmm. you know, an injury like Josh Sweats or an injury like Tua's where we just like, oh my gosh, and then we move on. And it's like, we shouldn't always move on, you know, like player safety is very important. And like we were watching the game on Monday night with we play game nights on Monday night a lot of times um because the guys are off on Tuesday. So we were wa I was watching the game with a bunch of Michael's teammates and their wives and we were playing a game and we saw he got hurt and nobody really like paused at first. And then we saw like it was bad, like everybody else. And like the room went silent. And that's crazy that like it doesn't even phase us at some point when a guy's down you know, because a guy's still down a human like this, you know, someone's still very hurt. And that silence that came over everybody watching like the reactions from the Bills players and seeing like just the true emotion on all of their faces, like, and me watching Michael and his teammates and the look on their faces, like, you know, they're on the Browns, doesn't matter, like, doesn't matter, they're on the Bills, like, they're all part of this NFL brotherhood and team. And like, to see somebody like in a position that you're in that happen, like is it, I don't, none of them had any words. Like 
none of them knew what to say, you know, but like the looks on their faces, I feel like said it all. And, you know, I was holding back tears and the girls didn't know what to say. And it's just like, I don't even know, like, I really don't even know if I'm making sense right now. And like over the past two days, I've been just like really trying to come up with the words, but I think we just all have to remember, like, you know, when we're talking about silly things, when we're all worrying about silly things in our day-to-day -day lives, like, you know, we were talking about before of this, like all the girls were like, you know, we got to pack up and move home the off season. And where are we going to be next year? And all of this stuff. And like guys that are free agents and are we going to be picked back up and all of that? Like at the end of the day, like none of it matters. None of it matters. It's a job, you know, you being with your loved ones is what's important. And I do think like, I know, I know players know the risk, but they've worked their whole lives to be there, but I don't think they ever imagined the risk to be that, you know, I don't think you walk on the football field and ever think something like that's mm. going to happen. Maybe you sprain an ankle or, you know, you tear your ACL, which is terrible too. It's not to make light of, yeah, but, exactly. yeah. but I don't, I think it's, I think they put it in the back of their head and they don't think about it. I mean, I don't want to speak for Michael, but I don't think Michael likes to think about it. And M Michael's dealt with a back injury this year and all season long has just thought about playing, playing again. And I'm the one thinking about like, you need your back the rest of your life. You need the back, your back to play with our kids in the yard one day. You know what I mean? And, but they're like these competitors that all they think about is the game and they've worked their whole lives for it. But to what, to what extent is it like worth it? I mean, I wouldn't change our, like, I mean, Michael's journey has been incredible and I'm so happy to see him follow his dream, but you do have to wonder, you know, like to what extent, you know, is your health, your health, your health is worth no amount of money. Your health is worth nothing. And, um, you know, obviously I've gone through health stuff in the past and I feel like that's put things in perspective for me. And, you know, I just keep thinking about Tamar Hamlin and just every day I'm like, he needs to be okay. And, I give a huge credit to the doctors and everything that sure. acted in the way they did. And I said this on our Jets podcast this morning. I had no idea of the procedures in place. Like, and I work in sports and my husband plays in the NFL. And it was truly amazing to me that there's a, you know, airway specialist on the mm -hmm. sideline at an NFL game. Like, you know, like that's incredible. And not to say like we would ever want them to be used, but um, I think the way they acted in that circumstance, like needs to be commended and, you know, I don't know. I don't know where to go from here, but yeah, I have a, a larger thought on the NFL, uh, which we can save, uh, for a little bit later in the discussion, yeah, yeah. but like contracts being guaranteed and all yeah, that. Well, I, mean, I, like, I agree. Gonna, I 100% like, it is, agree. It is, and that's my opinion and my opinion only, it is, and I'm not gonna, it is know. so great that they had the personnel on hand to deal with this right yeah it's amazing they saved his life and as people have said correctly like this was other than in the middle of a hospital this was the best place for this to happen mm -hmm. to somebody right you know it wouldn't have happened like this if he wasn't playing football but but that's true right. and like for them to have these procedures in place is awesome but like if we're actually thinking about it like they have these procedures in place to protect themselves because they don't want something to happen while they're broadcasting a game if they cared about the player safeties then yes like guys would have health insurance beyond five years if they even got to having a vested contract 
you know, Agreed. for playing three years, right? Like Agreed. guys because you don't get contracts. vested. Agreed. Like, Agreed. And like mental health, like, you know, the, they, the, the chiefs had to play a day after Jovan Belcher uh, committed suicide at the team facility. Like let's, let's, I mean, I know that was a decade ago, but let's, you know, we, we know what the incentives are here. And well, I like, think the I, fact that all of us were like, NFL cancel the game like that shouldn't have even been a question you know what I mean like when this happened and you could see the look on those guys like that player safety those Bills players were distraught that is unsafe for every single one of them to take a snap then maybe next week mm -hmm. maybe some guys can't even play the rest of the year maybe some guys will be done with football and that's okay but like player like mental health player safety like that should have I mean and I don't like from what we they said, that wasn't a question about the game being played. But, you know, all of us online being like, when is the game going to be canceled? Like, not sure if the game's going to be canceled. I think that's, you know, that's right. telling that we're not that, sure. The, yes, the, the fact it should that be everybody's obvious. expectation was yes. that they were going to want to continue the game is be, like there's a truth in that. Um, and I and I, I probably believe that they they weren't actually going to force them to play, you know, in, a, in okay. that five minute span. Um, I think it was obvious to everybody and there are some actual um like logistical reasons why it would have made sense for them to not just say the game is canceled right now especially while they're trying to get Demar hamlin safely to the hospital right um and like just because they haven't called the game within 20 minutes does not mean they hadn't made already right. made the decision to call totally. the game like 100 I, I think but i, I think more so I think the social response that not sure is like what we're trained to think that like the game should be the game just continues on that part of it i think is sad as you know like a society that like we just think the game will continue on and i i get it like life continues on but like in a moment like that like nothing matters but and it's part and of i mean we've talked about like the 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 cognitive dissonance of like being a football fan and you know being married to a football player and like knowing that these are like the risks that happen on the field and the entertainment is great. Um, but like the bargain is, is, is becoming, you know, less and less appetizing. And well, I understand people who, who like, this is the kind of thing that like, they don't want to watch football anymore. So again, I, I can't speak for players and Marissa, is, yeah, I don't want to speak is for literally either, much but... closer to this than I am. Um, yeah. In the locker room today, speaking to a number of players about this, what struck me was reporters were, I don't want to say baking the question, but essentially framing it the, the, in a similar way to the way you did, Bo. And, and, and what what struck me is 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 you like like you framed it as the cognitive dissonance of of you know fans and it's like players were were very honest about un, you know about the reality of their job i have here a quote from james bradbury you definitely think about the risk and 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 stuff that you take as a player when stuff like this happens but like I said, this is what I signed up for. This is my job, and I am expected to go out there and play. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, Jason Kelsey said, you know, I kind of talked about this on our podcast today. It's kind of 
a, a little odd situation because football is a sanctuary for guys to get away from things all the time. When you go out on the field, you escape problems going on off the field, family members, friends, whatever it is, by, uh, by going out and playing a game is a good way to not have to worry about anything. For me personally, I think playing football, even though this happened, playing football kind of helps you cope and be out there with your friends and your brothers on the team. You go out and you play a game. That's kind of the way I process it. Everybody is going to process it differently, though. Uh, and, you know, there were a few other guys who spoke about this in the locker room, and it's by no means were they minimizing what occurred. I mean, their their hearts were out to Hamlin, and, and, like, they felt it as players. But I think what struck me from hearing them speak, and, again, Marissa can speak to this much better than I can, is is like they understand what they signed up for to, I guess, to an extent, right? I what think we to saw an Monday extent. night, what right. we saw Monday night was unprecedented, but, but like they don't talk about it like a contact sport. They talk about it, a they talk about collision sport. The word that they kept using was violent. Like they, this is a violent game that, um, hearing the players speak, it was as if like they, they recognized the violence. But like I said, what happened Monday night was a different level than anything we've seen. So yeah. what was the, what was the scene, Marissa, as, as the night went on for you guys? You it was, just... it was tough. Um, we had just started playing a game and what game we playing? <laughs> um this like charades game it's actually very fun um okay. first round you have to bring light to it first round you get as many words as you, you want um second round you only get one word it's the same items okay and then third round you have to act it out so it's very important to remember it's like also mm. a remembering game okay um and yeah so nobody was speaking sounds like a good game for us to play on the show at some point <laughs> i feel like zach would win because zach's got like the memory of you know um but it was dead silent um nobody really knew what to say and they kept showing the pictures and we ended up like turning the channel because we could me as the journalist wanted to continue to watch like the coverage of everything but we couldn't watch it like couldn't kept seeing like the faces of stefan biggs mm -hmm. just bawling crying like that was like hard and you know like these they're these t tough guys and you know, but they're all like, Michael's a little teddy bear at heart. And, you know, like they all have big hearts. They all have, you know, but like, I don't even think they knew what, how to react and what to say. And obviously the girls were all very emotional and, you know, like, because we're not the ones out there and we have to watch, you know, and witness every day when they come home and they're sore and all that. And that's one aspect of this game. But like, you know, there's, it, it is something that like, I, I do think like, you know, you understand the risks, but I don't think you fully, I don't think anyone fully expects to ever, it for, to ever happen, uh, sure, you absolutely. know, and obviously like not something like this has never happened, but you know, these severe injuries, I think, you know, you think you'll be okay. And the truth is that's not always the case. And I mean, as the night went on, like we had, you know, conversations and the game was canceled and everyone was on their phones pretty much the whole time. And we did end up like an hour later playing the game and 
it was like nice to like these become these people become your family. I've talked about a lot of times how, you know, I have such a big family at home and I'm so used to being around my cousins and everything like that. But, you know, when when you're in these different cities all the time, like these people become the people you're closest with. And like it was almost like so nice to be with them in that moment. Like I'm sure like they had said, you know, a lot of the Bills players like wanted to be with each other and, you know, and it's like a camaraderie that it's a world that you only understand. And I mean, it, it didn't make it easier to deal with what was going on, but I feel like having the support of people that understood the situation, it was very like comforting. Um, and it's, it, I mean, I've talked about it with Michael when we, when we got in the car to go home, I was like sobbing, crying. I was like, I can't imagine what his mom is going through. I mean, I just think like, thank God his mom was there. Like, I mean, I cannot imagine, you know, I don't have kids, Mm. but I cannot imagine as a mom or as a wife. That's the second time you've dropped how badly you want kids. We know Marissa. (laughs) Yes. Michael knows. Yes, he knows. He knows. Um, (laughs) I hope he's listening. No, but um, (laughs) um, I mean, like for his mom, I mean, like I can't imagine her watching in the stands, but thank God she was beat she was in Cincinnati to be there and be with him and like watching from afar is so hard, but let alone like, Mm. you know, being in, it's just, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but I, I just feel for them so much. And, and again, I like, I don't want to like these other guys too, like all these other players, like they're expect, like, we don't know what's going to happen in week 18. And obviously the, attention is on Demar, and that's how it 100% should be in his family and getting yeah. better but like we should be talking also about like all of these other guys that are gonna have to go out there with like Super Bowl hopes and hopefully like I, I don't I don't physically know mentally and compartmentalize whatever but like I don't know how you could you could do that I know these guys are tough I know these guys have worked their whole lives for this but like how do you just go take a snap and play like norm i don't know yeah. how you do and isn't it. and it's it's gross that it's like in our minds it's like oh like i wonder if they're gonna get a boost out of this and like play inspired or like oh i wonder if they're gonna have a letdown like uh, who that's, cares that's gross that's, like that's what it should be is who cares and i i truly hope and i feel like the city of buffalo is like you know it, the city of buffalo has been through a lot this sure. year and between all the storms and everything and like i just like Super Bowl doesn't matter. None of that matters. Like this team, like will awfully forever be bonded by this moment together. And they need to worry about each other and each other. You know, that's it. Like their, their mental health, you know, how they feel going forward, you know, Super Bowl, all of that secondary. But I, I remember where I was at Michael and I talked about it and, you know, Michael was like, M- Michael was very upset about it. And, just was like, you know, this is the game we play. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you wouldn't hope something like this never happens. And this is crazy that something like this, like the, the freakness of this, but still at the end of the day, like it happened, it can happen. It's part of it. So, you know, I, I don't think he didn't say to me, like, this scares me, but I, you know, as his wife, I feel like I kind of know him. And I do think he was a little like, you know, scared about it taken Mm. aback by it and i don't think i don't know how you couldn't be so yeah it was terrifying well to your point previously about 
you know how how you don't know how how players go on from this or pick up and play uh i on a different level i feel really bad for like i feel for for t higgins right, right. who was who was just playing football right like and didn't do you know was just playing right. football and and like what what he must be be feeling right now right. um and again it's a different and, level than, and than the someone sitting in a hospital yeah that he got online from that like that was absolutely not his fault whatsoever and people that are saying that like what are you doing like are you trying to like knock down like another like what are we doing here like that's ridiculous you know and like you seeing his mom outside the locker room sure. getting him after the game like all of these guys are affected not just the bills players like th that's crazy to me you know i i really feel for him too because you know it was supposed to be in their quotes a routine football play mm -hmm. and it's not like t higgins was doing anything he has not done all season i'm curious from both of your perspectives do you think do you think things change? I don't know if change is the correct word, but I, I read a good column, um, on the ringer, I'll say, uh, by, by Kevin Clark about like, um, you know, a night that will change football. Right. And I'm curious, like, like, do you think, do you think, um, there's a before and after from this? Um, I'm skeptical. I think I think there's too much evidence of uh, the way the league operates and the, their incentives to think that anything meaningful changes here. And what, um, what do you mean by that? Well, what's going to change? Like, what is? Well, I didn't read the comments. I mean, so what's the? What is the? It, it's it's more the way football is viewed, the perception of football, perhaps. And again, I I, I don't want to. Uh, I mean, I've I've read quite a bit in the last forty eight hours that I I don't want to conflate different things that I read. Um, but, I mean, uh, but, I think there are things that can change. I think NFL players should have lifetime health insurance. I think NFL players should have guaranteed contracts. I think there's things like that. Not that again, no money would make up for any of this. Like, there's not a dollar in the world that is worth what Tamar Hamlin and his family is going through, but talk about player safety and player like valuing players and yep. players having a voice like that's a way to value players and give players a voice is to make them more you know and i'm not saying like oh yeah we need you know just money like money would solve things but like the players should have more power in comparison to the owners and the league and you know that's a way to start i think that's a way for things to change and that is I mean, that is 100% correct. Um, I, you know, we're, we are, uh, we are supposed to be objective journalists. Um, I'm, I'm never going to be objective about uh, players versus owners in football, um, given what they go through, um, and the risk that they put themselves through, and that they have, like the worst labor status of the four major sports, I think it's uh, preposterous um, and shameful. So um i think that's totally right and i have absolutely zero belief that the owners are gonna are gonna like cave in any direction um without you know getting some crazy ask back uh, that's not how they operate that's not how they made their money and that's what they care about so um that's how i feel about that i don't like i i don't expect that to change i think it absolutely should 
um i think there probably is you know for some people uh, a before and after of uh, like the way that they they watch football um i think more likely it's like just part of the sliding scale that a lot of people go through and like maybe they just care about it a little bit less and a little bit less and a little bit less um but i don't know i i i mean like we learn about ourselves time and again that like we have this unbelievable ability to just move on from these like you know whether they're traumatic things or like we just like adjust ourselves to these new realities um and so i don't know i i, I would like to stay uh, in this moment but but i feel like it will it will pass i i think one thing also that i would hope changed would be we remember that all of the, and i am guilty of it again and michael plays that we remember they're all human and we're sure. worrying about fantasy football and we're like oh my god he got zero catches for me today like what a loser like whatever like let's be a little like now it's not the harsh. time to talk about ryan kerrigan <laughs> you know what i mean like let's like let's remember that at the end of the day it's a game and it will all be okay and uh you know to take things like to not be as vicious online and you know like yeah this is this is a child's game and it is not life or death until it is life or death and when it is that's awful and we should all look back on how we've responded to things and remember to put things in perspective of what is really important well i, I think agree. i think so much about you and like other uh, family, um, you know, I, I did a story on, well, I haven't, it's not out yet, but on Sunday I was, I was following uh, a player's family. Um, and I was thinking about you when this all happened, that this was the week that you did that story. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, I can't imagine like, you know, how she feels now. You and know? it's just like, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think about because like, you know, you, you have been, you know, you were, you played sports with your kids, your, your parents watching you, right. In, in little league or whatever, like, you know, uh, I can imagine, you know, I imagine doing the same thing or like watching my sister play. Um, and you were like, so singularly focused and like, like living or dying with what's going on. Right. Oh yeah. And Every for that to be happening, like at the highest level in the, in the context of like, you know, 60,000 people all like screaming and reacting to every play. And the the um, person I was talking to, I mean, I can just say, let me pull up the quote. Um, I was I was it was with Brandon Graham's wife and uh, she we were talking about the Josh Sweat thing. Um, and she said, um, just like the experience of watching. Like her husband play this game and she says, like, it's it's an anxiety that I can't explain. It's great. It's entertaining for y'all, but it's crazy for me to watch. Um, and that's like, you know, there are 22 guys on the fields, you know, 140 players on each team or whatever it is. Um, and like, there are, there are the tentacles of that that extend, um, so far all over the place. And it's, it's, it's good perspective. Yeah. Oh, that's the, what I was. Oh, I'm sorry. You go no, I was just going to say like the anxiety I feel on game day, I can totally relate to because it's like within every play and you know, it's for safety and health purposes, but it's also like, I know Michael is going to stress if he has a bad play and the mental side of it of where's my career go if I have a bad play and, you know, live like, I don't want to say living and dying with every play because that's a terrible expression right now. But, you know, it's 
the pressure I feel just watching him is I can't imagine like, you know, some of these like starting quarterbacks and everything and, and the pressure just, it, it's, it's truly hard to describe. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yes, you're correct. Um, well, I shouldn't say you're correct. I, I, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I can't put myself in, in, in your shoes, but I, I can imagine that. Um, I, 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 I don't want us to be hypocritical when it comes to like speaking about the entertainment nature of the game in, in that we're all part of this industrial complex. Right. And, and like, I've discussed it before on the pod, like, like we, we make our living based on football happening every, you know, every Sunday and the, the, the rabid interest from the fan base 365 days a year. And, uh, um, you know, I feel conflict but, about that. And when you talk about like, my whole like, household well, makes their yeah. money on that. <laughs> yeah. And, we like, yeah. And there are, there are in addition to the, you know, the X amount of players and coaches on the field, there are, you know, support staff and equipment staff and, and, um, you know, team employees and stadium employees and bar owners and transit workers. And I mean, you go on down the list who are all part of this ecosystem. Um, and then you go into, you know, the, the entertainment value and the gambling and the fantasy football aspect of it. Of course, it is trivial relative to a player's health and a player's life uh, in the, in this case. But I, I don't want to be, hypocritical to suggest to to like you know belittle the entertainment nature of it because it's 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 literally what we do for a living is is um is chronicle this is play into this and uh yeah like i i i just think it, it would be hypocritical if, if if we did not acknowledge that right yeah that's true i mean do yeah. you feel conflicted about that I don't imagine on the scale that you do, uh, based on on what on, on on what you said. Like I recognize that the human element, and I always, I I hope both of you can attest to this. Like I always acknowledge the fact that these are human beings. These are people with with lives, with families, with emotions. That these are 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 are, are not just empty uniforms, right? Um, yeah. And and I think and, you both do a, yeah. a, an amazing job at that from and, the player perspective, one hundred percent. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Thank so, you. so like 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 literally yeah. when I took the job at at the athletic, one of the is is I I wanted to make sure that I was humanizing these these players, showing readers who they are, um, and kind of taking you behind the scenes of 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 what occurs. But I I don't feel conflicted. Or as conflicted, I should say, about covering a violent sport, in that I I recognize just for and I could be wrong, and Marissa again has more clarity on this than I do, but that like this is something that that players sign up for willfully and excitedly, and you and I both have have spoken to players who who say like if you gave them the option you like if you told them the risk and you should, you know I I I recall I, I don't want to put words in his mouth but I recall talking to Malcolm Jenkins about this like 
understanding what could happen down the line. But like you sign up for it and you do it because you love it, right? And and so no, I I I I recognize that this is uh like James Bradbury said, this is this is the job that they signed up for and it's the job that we signed up for, right? And, and so I I I don't uh I don't feel as conflicted about it. Now I where I feel conflicted is like when Damar Hamlin is in the hospital, it's hard to to like break down, you know, the Eagles Giants game, right? And right. like 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 Tuesday, you and I both, you know, I had a story, the notes story that I had coming out today, there were that 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 came out today was supposed to come out Tuesday. And I said, let's take a pause here. Now one could say, is it much different Wednesday than it is Tuesday? I don't have a good answer for that. Right. And if we go on to the second segment of the show and talk about Jalen Hurts is his shoulder and will the Giants play their starters and things of that nature? Uh, yeah, I mean, it it's trivial relative to what's happening in a Cincinnati hospital bed right now, right? Um, but like all those players were in there today and they practiced and they were they were getting ready for a game. Right. And it's, it's, uh, I, it's not, um, yeah, that's, that's just, that's, that's the reality of the world that they live in. It's the reality of the world that we live in. Yeah. And there are, um, there are, there are great benefits, uh, to the game of football. Uh, I don't think any, any of us is denying that. Um, you know, you yeah. talk like the, the, the camaraderie that that Marissa is talking about, like the the being a part of a team that that is like a lifelong thing, um, and then just like the joy that you can bring. I mean, just watch, for instance, the the you know that that video um, of the Walter Payton little press conference for Brandon Graham with all the people he's affected, mm -hmm. and like the joy that you can bring people just by winning a game. That's that is uh, that is awesome. That is all part of it. But I think the like the actual like league ecosystem um is a little bit um bothersome just put it lightly um and i think that that's i mean i i i at least think that we are uh eyes wide open about that and and yes yeah, that's a good that. term so, eyes yeah eyes wide open is a good term about it yeah like I'm, I'm 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 not naive to it yes and i do think and this is like this is uh as uncomfortable as i will get um uh, like talking about myself. Um, but I mean, you said it before Zach, but like my, like my whole, uh, operating procedure in the job is trying to like show these guys as humans. Mm -hmm. Um, I really think you are. guys both do a, an excellent job at that. And I think that's not always the case in the media. And I think it's important to, acknowledge like the work that you guys do because i know how hard you try to do that and it's it's it doesn't go unnoticed i think especially Thank from you. the player perspective My, well, i think we could probably me, do a better job about that on the podcast no i mean like i think there's a difference I mean, between Carrie having Vincent fun has a, and, has a family yes but i think i don't think anything is like done maliciously i don't yeah, think anything not. is ever and i think that's okay i think that's part of you know, what they sign up for. You know, I think there's a difference right. between like just brutally attacking someone's character or 
like death threats and things like that versus, you know, guys know when they had a bad game, like they're probably the first person to tell you that like, that was terrible. I played horrible. Mm -hmm. Michael is the biggest critic on his film. Like there is nothing that members of the media can say that would be like, if he does something bad, that would be worse than what he would say. Like if he allowed the sack, he's awful on himself, you know? So like, I think that aspect is, is very understood and, you know, but like there's a respect factor that isn't always there. And I think you guys do a great job at humanizing players and, and showing and telling their stories. And I think that's, you know, an athletic plug. Like I think a lot of our writers do a great job at that. And, you know, a lot of other writers too, not just at the athletic, but I think that's important. But no, Michael just texted me twice. Noise. Yeah. <laughs> Michael texted me twice that he agreed with what Zach said and 10 out of 10 would sign up again for it. So mm-hmm. I, what do they say about know, the babies? But he kept saying me, he kept texting me that and saying it twice. He no no comment on the babies. On, <laughs> but he texted me, say I texted you that. So <laughs> he wanted to get that in, but yeah, I he appreciate did not, that, Mike. Did not reply Michael. about the babies comment. And so. here's the and, and while we uh like you know, while we acknowledge the player side of it too, I I also don't wanna I don't wanna belittle the fan aspect of it either, right? There are X amount of people tuning into this podcast live at 10 30. PM. There are it looks like eight hundred thousand is the live number. <laughs> there are, however, yeah. I mean, Marissa gave us the number for the amount of people who listened to this podcast um, a, a last year. We we know a Bo and I know full well the the difference in Philadelphia on a Monday morning after an Eagles win and the Monday morning after an Eagles loss. Bo chronicled what it was like when the Phillies were in the World Series, right? Like. Uh, you know, Bo mentioned before the the joy that they that that Brandon Graham bring you know you know brought those fans for the Man of the Year candidate and and just like the day to day happiness and and excitement that that comes in, in the level of interest that comes from the fans like I I I, I don't want to to belittle football in part because like I also know how much it means to so many people what happens on Sundays and throughout the year. That That's why Michael plays football. Michael's childhood was the New England Patriots with his dad. Boo. Like that was, that was his like livelihood. I've said, you know, many times his bar mitzvah theme was Patriots. Like he worshiped Tom Brady. Like mm. he, he was a fan first and that's what, yeah, you know, still inspired his dream. <laughs> <laughs> Michael actually likes strawberries, but not as much as Casey. All Casey eats is strawberries. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's a good fruit. I, I'm a big strawberries, raspberries, blueberries. I like like the berries. Um, but you know, like he like his fandom is what inspired yeah. him to have this dream to play. Hmm. And I think like you know, it, we're not knocking you know being fans. Yeah. Like I grew up yeah. a diehard Yankees fan. You guys grew up sports fans, and I think that's like awesome. Be, like being a sports fan is you know like the excitement, the heartbreak, like the community that it creates, like there's nothing like it, but you know, I think that, you know, we can just remember that it's a game. Absolutely. There'll be more games and you know, there'll be, there'll be, you know, another season, another chance. And when we like, you know, really overreact about things like it's a game and you know, I guess I, I just didn't want the position to be football is evil. Right. Or, or like football right. is inherently bad. 
because you know that's, no i, I don't yeah. think that's any of our positions okay okay, okay. i just want to make sure the league yeah. office the owners <laughs> i mean that's a different discussion um but yeah the game of football is is a is a is a, is a great game okay well uh that is still secondary to um Demar Hamlin and us uh, hoping and uh, sending good thoughts and uh, praying that that he will be okay. Uh, and so obviously we'll be following that. And uh, let's take a break. We'll come back on the other side. And as Zach said, we'll talk about Jalen Hurts' shoulder, whether <laughs> the Giants will uh, rest their starters and things of that nature. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back, Birds of Friends, Bo, Zach, and Marissa, and we send it over now to the stone-cold newsman himself, Zach Berman, who was on the scene at the Novacare Complex as the Eagles returned to media availability. The Eagles were in their indoor practice bubble today because they did not have practice on the field because it was simply a walkthrough, and I shouldn't use the word simply there because they would tell you their walkthroughs are productive. Uh, but in that walkthrough, had it been a full practice, Jalen Hurts would have been a limited participant. Uh, Jalen Hurts is the injury that we are all kind of following because he's the starting quarterback, but other injuries of note for the Eagles. Josh Sweat on a serious note was released from the hospital on Sunday night. He uh, is with the team. He wants to play. But it doesn't sound like he's 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 going to play. But relative to what that neck injury, um, what the fears were of it, this is positive news for the Eagles. Uh, Miles Sanders, well, I, I should say Avante Maddox, Lane Johnson remain out with the injuries as we expected. Miles Sanders has a knee injury that he's that he's he's dealing with would have been limited at practice. Sean Bradley has a wrist injury. I believe would have been limited at practice. Uh, interesting news from the Eagles. Chauncey Gardner Johnson was his 21 day practice window started so he could return on Sunday. Robert Quinn, his 21 day practice window started as well. And then Brett Toth. We haven't spoken about Brett Toth. He has not, he has not played or practiced yet since he tore his ACL last year. Um, but he is, uh, his 21 day practice window started. So, there's an injury in the postseason. Maybe they get Toth on the field. Who knows? Uh, or in uniform, rather. So that's the news from the NovaCare Complex. Back to you in the studio, Bo. Thank you, Zach. And let's talk about uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, mm -hmm. Because there was the report, I think, that came out 
you know, early Sunday morning that, you know, those those embargoed scoops that Adam Schefter always has that uh, Jalen Hurts, the expectation was that he would play this week if or he would be available to play this week if they needed him. Uh, that was everybody's sort of expectation coming off <clears throat> the loss uh, to the Saints. And I sort of entered today's press conference with Nick Sirianni expecting that Nick Sirianni would just come out and announce that Jalen Hurts was going to play this week. Um, I sort of thought that, like, in the wake of DeMar Hamlin, that, like, the uh, like the will-he-won't-he-play uh, obfuscation felt a little bit, like, seedy. Um, maybe I was overthinking it. Maybe that's just uh, me being a loser. But I thought that, like, if, if, if he was going to play, he would just come out and say he's going to play. Um, he didn't. He said we've still got time to decide uh, and, and see how things go here. Um, Jeff McLean of the Inquirer reported that he took the first team reps today, but you know he was limited. Um, it wasn't a full, you know, he he was not a full participant. Um, I think there, I think it is still up in the air. Um, and uh, I don't know. You tell me. Do you feel less confident today than, or I guess tonight, than you were this morning that Jalen Hurts is definitely going to start on Sunday? No. Now, you and I spoke before Sirianni's press conference, and I, I thought Sirianni was going to do what he did, right? I thought he was he was going to say there's there's no update day-to-day. Day. Uh, we have time to decide. I think Thursday's practice is important. Seeing him throw the ball, seeing you know the, the progress he, he, he takes. I wrote today, Thursday would be a big sign, and I, I, I still believe that. I think he's going to play. Uh, now, unless this injury is more significant than they're letting on, which could be the case. Usually in my experience covering things, injuries, if it, they're, they're often more serious than less serious, right? They very seldom like overplay an injury. They often downplay an injury. Um, that said, this is the timeline. Now I take that back. This is not the timeline that I expected because I thought the Eagles would win one of these past two games. And I expected them to clinch this, and I thought we wouldn't see Jalen Hurts until the playoffs. Now that they're in uh, a Week 18 game where they win, they clinch, Jalen, I think, is going to be able to play. I think he will be on the field. It, it will surprise me if he if he does not play. Um, I suppose you never say never, and there, and there is question here. But I feel the same way But then today, why wouldn't he have been full today? Before. Uh, because so so full is, is is taking like your entire allotment of snaps, and I think that the possibility exists that he won't. I I I think that you have to get Minshew uh, ready in case, right? It's still early in the week. Not if he's Wednesday, definitely going to play. Wednesday's practices are typically the practice when when they they when they're doing a full practice where they rest guys, right? So. I think Thursday's practice is more of an indication. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Now, now I that. say I, 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 I didn't say definitely going to play because it's why I didn't think Sirianni would would, would say it. they they have to see him right. They they have to they have to see him practice here. They 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 didn't get much of a look last week. He didn't take first team snaps last last week. I think that like there's. There's no reason for them to say on Wednesday that he's going to play Sunday when there's 
three practices or three sessions. Who are they trying to them. fool? The Giants aren't even going to play their starters. I don't think it's a matter of trying to fool. I think it's a matter of trying to learn more, uh, of trying to, you have three days more of information, right? You know, it's like, I mean, by no means they feel they need to placate us. So it's not a matter of fooling anyone. I just think it's three more days of getting more information. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I feel, I, I mean, I think, you know, water gun to my toe. I would guess that he's still going to play, but I, I feel, I feel less, I feel it's like close to 50-50 in my mind. And what'd you feel like this morning? This morning, I felt like it was like 90-10. Oh, wow. So because Sirianni didn't, because Sirianni did not announce it, you well, yeah, and the general vibe of like you know the locker room and and um, like reading between the lines a little bit, yeah. By the way, as a quick aside here, this happens. Podcasts I have, meetings I have with our editor. When I say Sirianni, I guess the way I say it sometimes activates my <laughs> computer's device, and then I I I I can't hear you. Is it like the way I say his name? Do I put an emphasis? Well, I mean, on it's the literally in the name. Yeah, but do I put an emphasis on on the first four letters? I, I feel like you say it like I notice. would say it. Okay. Yeah. Do your with do Kate, the same that, thing? No, but it happens sometimes when I say Casey. Hmm. It oh, takes the, it's like it's like this the C. I don't know. We have uh, um, in our bedroom we have Alexa's. Um, <laughs> And there was a show. Now we're talking. All right. I'm interested. (laughs) And there was a show one time that had, you know, that, 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 that had the name Alexa in it. And every time the name would come up, Mm. um, my, uh, Alexa would activate. Mm. Go on. No, it was, it was just funny. It was was annoying. We had to actually had to take out the Alexa during that, that period. Yeah. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Listen, anytime you want to tell us more about your bedroom, we are all ears. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, the other injuries you mentioned, Zach, are are interesting. Um, and there's a bit of a roster crunch now for the very mo- gonna, yeah. Uh, I would say more than a bit. Um, CJ Gardner Johnson, you mentioned. Uh, Robert Quinn, obviously, if if Josh Sweat doesn't play, Robert Quinn uh, is an interesting possibility to be activated. Um, Brett Expanded mm. rosters is something also back to what our conversation mm. earlier. That is that is something that could. What's the number you want, Marissa? What's what's the right number? I don't know, 60, you know, like and still have a practice squad or well, you're still gonna have those, the squad. Yeah, I mean, but some of those guys could be on the active yeah. roster, you know, like have more spaces so that you know these crazy things don't happen where, you know, guys are being overworked or they're being cut and released and claimed and all of that and bounced around and more security, you know, if there are more spots and if you are elevating guys every week, you know, an option, but then guys have to be paid more versus being on the practice squad. So right. money. Thing. I think, I think we could give a very, very minor, uh, Kudos to like from a player health standpoint, the the changed IR rules um, I think help yeah. a little bit. Um, I agree. Guys don't have to like push through an injury because Definitely. they can return from injured reserve. Definitely. Uh, that was a good. Yeah. 
really COVID was worth it because of that. They gave us that, right? The league forcing itself to play every game in COVID in the name of in the name of uh, really caring about player safety. That's what it was all about. So we thank them for that. But yes, obviously the Eagles are going to have some gymnastics to do yeah. with the roster. At the yeah. Moment. What do you think, Zach? Do you have any 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 guesses here? I mean, they also, also like they also have a, a situation at punter where they yeah. can't activate Brett Kern again. Um, and Aaron Sipos, you know, walked through the locker room in a, in a, in a walking boot today. They and could. Nick wears his number eight on his on his mm. visor, which suggests that he's not coming back. And, and it, what what would make the most sense would just be signing another punter to the practice squad, mm-hmm. keeping keeping Kern there as well, letting that guy punt this week. Yes. And then in the playoffs, you can have unlimited activations, and you could just keep Kern. I agree because they don't have like active roster spots to spare. But they but it's yeah. too late. Like I mean, it's not yes. Too one late. would think they would have like, done it already. Why haven't they yeah. done it already? So yeah. are they going to activate this guy? I mean, it sort of feel it sort of felt like there was a handshake deal when they signed him that that would be the case, but yeah. I don't but know. I mean, it would it would be good roster management in, in in my opinion to keep him on practice squad, right? Have have an extra spot on the fifty three. They are in a, a major roster crunch here, especially we don't know the timetable for Avante Maddox injury, but if they're going to keep Avante Maddox on the active roster, yeah, then they have to be thinking he's going to return for. A championship game or Super Bowl, but they otherwise, put him on IR last week. Last week, yeah. Right? And then um, you get you get week seventeen, week eighteen, week one of the playoffs, and then and you yes. don't have him in the divisional round. They must think yeah. he's gonna. They must think there's a chance he's gonna be back for the divisional round. Exactly. So that's that. Was or the they one think that... he's done for the year and they're just waiting. It's one of those two. Maybe so, um, but yeah, it's 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 really interesting in in that regard. You have Quinn who can be activated. I, I would need to think someone like Janarius Robinson. Some of these these guys they've been carrying on the roster. In week 18, you're more apt to you, – you have more flexibility to cut them and bring them to your practice squad. And the reason why I say that is because um, the alternative for these players at that point, unless another playoff team is going to sign them to their 53 – you would much rather be on the Eagles practice squad than sign a futures contract somewhere else, right? Which so, are nothing, mean nothing. Exactly. And they're going to get a futures contracts here anyways. Here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, so you only have to worry, instead of having to worry about 32 teams, or I should say 31 other teams signing them, now you only have to worry about 13 other teams signing these guys. And are teams really going to sign – whether it's Janarius Robinson or Trey Sermon, or I mean, they're going to keep a third quarterback, but um, you know that uh, Josh Job has a special teams role for them. So, so let's focus now on Janarius Robinson and Trey Sermon. Um, if they wait until Friday afternoon or Saturday to cut these yeah, guys, that's a good point. Okay, then you you bring Quinn and Gardner Johnson, and then if 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 there's a third guy you're willing to do that for um, Kern to the active roster. And then on, on Monday, you sign these guys to the practice squad and they're practicing with you and they're eligible to be promoted. Um, you sign them the futures contracts at the end of the year. That's the scenario that I would expect. And it doesn't carry the same risk that it did in week six or week 10 or week 13. That's a good point. Okay. Let Howie know that I I I made a good point there. You know he might 
Yeah. <laughs> what do you think Howie's response would be if he watched this entire episode? <laughs> um, that you're an hour and one minute into it. I don't think Howie's into like like an hour and one minute into things. So, what does that mean? Howie's how he'll uh, he'll tell you he's 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 got like a a short attention span often, right? He's 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 go go go. So an hour and one minute podcast, you you, you really need to make it worth it. He needs uh, he needs Roman for his attention span. <laughs> I'm not going there. I had some. Um, <laughs> Howie's done a real good job this year. Uh, I'll I'll say that this is a good <laughs> yeah, roster. Of this course, roster. yes. <laughs> What? Who's debating that? <laughs> I, was, I was trying to ch change the subject. All right. Um, is there anything else uh, news-wise that we should discuss, Zach? Um, news-wise. So, yeah, Garner Johnson. Uh, I mean, we shouldn't – that's that's huge for this team. They need him back. And what do you think happens when he does come back? I, I, I think they're going to – I think the, their best thing is to have Blankenship at safety and Garner Johnson at nickel. Um, and then in base, you can you can have Garner Johnson deep, but I think they're better off that way. I mean, Josiah Scott made that nice interception, but I, I, in the interest of getting your best players on the field, I think that's the right answer. What would it take for Robert Quinn to do for you to say that was a good trade? To say it was a good trade? Mm -hmm. I mean, if he if he if he balls out in the playoffs, if he's a if he's a demon, yeah, then it was a good trade. I think that's fair. Okay. It's not it's not done and dusted yet, but are you operating under the presumption that the Giants aren't playing their starters? Uh, I'm operating under the presumption. I mean, you can't just rest everybody. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, sure. you literally can't. Um, it's not like it's not like when the, the the you had the COVID rules and you could really like sit a bunch of guys. But I, my expectation is they're gonna sit the guy, anyone who anyone who matters and is like even you know, borderline banged up. I mean, I don't think Saquon Barkley is going to play. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to play. I don't think Dexter Lawrence is going to play. Um, I don't know. The, what do you the, think? The point spread would suggest Vegas is expecting that. And the fact that right. that line has Well, and they're also expecting Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, um, circling back to Howie's attention span real quick, um, it's, it's one of our favorite anecdotes from the year, which was after the Tampa Bay game last year, um, the snowstorm. And uh, and how he said that he's not he's not defrosting the car. He's just, right. he's just wiping a piece off and driving very <laughs> recklessly in just, the middle of the night. Driving, yeah. Wants to get home, so yeah. That's that. I think is uh, that's that's what I was referring to when how he's not watching an hour and four minutes into this. Okay, he, I mean he could be listening. <laughs> Good. Depends what traffic's like in seventy six, right? There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about from the Saints game? Uh, I mean, the offense was really bad, I think. So, look, I don't want to make Jalen Hurts out to be more than he is, but I think I'm making him out to be appropriately what he is. I think they win. When I went back and watched that game, they win that game if Jalen Hurts is, is the quarterback. There, no there were so many, like, the, the problems that they had in that game I don't think we're problems where you say this is going to cost them from winning. This is going to keep them from winning the Super Bowl. I think these are problems where you say if they had their starting quarterback, this is different. And uh, so I, I'm not letting 
the offense off the hook. They played the way they played. They had 10 points. They had four three and outs to start the game. Um, I wouldn't be worried about that being a concern unless Jalen Hurts, unless the injury is more serious than we think. I Yeah, I just, I mean, that is my concern is that we don't know what Jalen's going to look like. Yes. Um, we don't, even if he plays, we don't know how he's going to look. Um, the shoulder could really affect him. Um, he could get hit, he could get hit and hurt again. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's the concern. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like the way that Gardner Minshew played was is like that's a concern about Gardner Minshew, uh, mm-hmm. less so about the offense. I mean, I think I think we didn't we didn't know that they had a a floor that low until that game um, offensively, and so that changes things a little bit, even sure. with the backup quarterback. But you would expect that that is solved to some degree when when they have their quarterback back. Even today, Kelsey was really beating himself up over the way he played. Um, did you think that was a bad Kelsey game? I did. Like, okay. I mean, it's where it's high expectations, but mm-hmm. it seems like that. Um, plus, like a lot of that. I mean, I would imagine he's also taking credit or you know blame for a lot of the communication issues, like the snapping sure. issue. Sure. And the timing, yes. Yeah. What'd you think of Driscoll? I thought he was okay. I mean, about as I thought he did about as well as you would expect. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it. I I, I did not think that the sacks. I think the sacks were on Gardner Minshew. I saw Lane in the locker room, or in the he was in the weight room today. He wasn't in the locker room, but you see him around. I'm curious. Uh, curious what the timetable is. If the first game of the playoffs, he'll be out there. Mm. Okay. They really need. They. I, I mean, they. They. It would be. Like an utter collapse if they, uh, or I should use use better terminology for this podcast. It it, it would be a uh, a a football downfall for them to uh, to to lose three in a row and cost themselves the one seed. Like they they need to. Yes. Now I I look I'm I'm going to shout out Elliot um, here. Um, Elliot said he thinks they need to like get style points here to rebuild confidence. I don't think that's the case. I think like, um, you know, I, I, I think back to 2007 like gymnastics routine. I think back to 2017 and uh, Foles played poorly against the Raiders. They escaped I was thinking that game. about that game with Minshew. Yeah. yeah. They escaped that game with a win. They did just enough. Darby had, I think the, you know, the touchdown at the, at the, at the end of the game and that clinched the home field. Foles looked awful in the season finale against the Cowboys. That was the Sudfeld game. And then, uh, and then, you know, we all forgot about it a few weeks later, right? They just, they don't need style points. They don't need to look like they did earlier this year. They just need to win. They just, they just need to, to get that one seed, have two weeks to regroup, put a plan together and you see who you play. Yeah. They just got to get, they just got to get to the bye. That's, that's what it's all about. I agree. Yeah. yeah. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a fifteen hundred dollar first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. All right. Marissa, how you doing? How you holding up? I'm doing good. Um, How many podcasts did you do today? This is three. Good for you. Yes. But all hours of the day, but all great conversations. I enjoyed every single one of them. And there is one thing I believe we have to circle back on before uh, we sign off. Have you gotten any interesting presents um, lately? (laughs) That you might have on hand. For our audio listeners, Zach just threw his head back. He's got a look of disgust on his face. He knew Bo would bring this up. I thought no, I, I actually didn't think Bo would bring it up. I I, I thought I I gave I I thought I thought Bo could read the room of it. But what do you? I mean, this has nothing to do with you. I'm just asking about Marissa's life. What's going on in her world? I will just say that you know one of uh, you know I I really like I said earlier. You guys do such a great job of telling these guys stories, but you also do such a good job of making this fun and making <laughs> this show, you know, unique and different and silly. And I think that is why people like listening so much, but Zach, I'm going to have to do it. So <laughs> I had a, um, my favorite things dinner tonight, um, with a bunch of the Browns wives, which was very nice to be all together, you know, in light of everything going on. And, um, so you basically bring one of your favorite things and you get it for every single girl it's like a small price limit it's not like these boys price limits and their secret santas mm. um it's like 15 to 20 dollars and you get one of each for every girl and then you get one of each for everyone well one of the girls went a little overboard and i'm really glad she did because now i am a proud owner mm. of a hot pink stanley mug <laughs> just like zach <laughs> Mine's not hot pink, by the way. Zach is in hot pink. Mud twins. But I can't wait to sip it on the pod with Zach. Now we just got to get Bo one. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, we could be we could be Stanley. Yeah. At this point, you can expense it, or I, I could just give you mine because I'm getting rid of it anyway. So yeah, I don't want your water bottle. Thank you very much. You know, they're, they're dishwasher safe. So, I mean, you go to a restaurant, you drink from a glass. It's, yeah. Why are you getting rid of it? You're not getting rid of it, Zach. So Zach, so Sheila, Zach, Bo, and I had a group <laughs> chat, and I sent. Um, Sheila was asking what the mug was. And I found this story in the New York Times, and I'll just read the title. We don't have to do this. We really don't. <laughs> the Sisterhood of the Stanley Tumbler. <laughs> Zach is so worried about his machismo, but your, your <laughs> uncle, Marissa, is taking his on to the construction site. So, yes, my uncle is obsessed with his Stanley mug. He initially like i well, said free advertising we're given here yes he our, yeah Stan, stanley's listening we would love to have uh, them sponsor the pod but yeah my uncle thought it was zach like wants that just so he doesn't he said it'll be free <laughs> yeah like Morty seinfeld like a good deal yeah zach wants to return his but now that i have one there's <laughs> no way zach can return his i so, agree yeah i haven't used it yet because i'm gonna like wash it because i just got it but uh i'm very excited can't wait to be hydrated. Hundred ounces a day, Marissa. Yeah, that's the key. That's 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 the number. So it's a made up number. So it's drink, a phony number. Agree, so drink two and a half of these. Okay. Okay. That yeah yeah. You drink one before noon. You drink one before dinner. You drink a half before bed. That's okay. that's the key. Yep. All right. Now I gotta see if I can find the thing from Bfop Shaz that he sent us like a year ago about how fake the water thing is. I don't know. I saw something on water again yeah. this week. That's I mean, a... Tom Brady, it like, I think Tom Brady does 150 ounces or something of that nature. Yeah. yeah of like yeah. creatine or whatever. No, water. Other... He, he drinks water. He's, he believes in hydrogen. Of HGH. That's what he's doing. <laughs> All right. I can't find it, but it's, uh, it's pseudoscience. Um, <laughs> I, well, Zach, I will help like... you transition off this because before we go, I really need to ask. Yeah his take on this since he's our um u.s soccer representative oh i want to know his take on the news that well i didn't i didn't i didn't uh have this line uh i think i gave credit to uh defop noah for this but we have finally arrived we are finally a soccer nation this is what this <laughs> this is what this tells us this is the the uh a drama worthy of a true sicko soccer nation it's crazy stuff yeah, as it's soon wild. as I was like reading everything, I'm like, oh, I gotta ask Bo his his thoughts on. It's wild. This. I mean, yeah. what an like, I mean, nothing new to say here, but like, what an unbelievable breach of trust. Uh, like, yeah, like, unfor I mean, obviously unforgivable, but like, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but also, what a crazy situation. Yeah. Uh, what a crazy scenario. Um, I, I think you sort of feel for everybody. Yeah. I saw, uh, and, and again, not to not to make light of 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 you know what's discussed here because there is a you know a serious part of it. But right. um, to Bo's point about us being a soccer nation, um, I saw it was. Sorry, there's I didn't even say Siri. I I don't know how Siri got activated. Um, <laughs> there was something there uh, that uh, Master T. I think he retweeted it that said uh, the U.S. team literally has the son of a president on, on, uh, the team and the, the, uh, scandal that 
is going on with the players' parents. It's just New Jersey soccer parents hashing <laughs> things out, right? Um, and it's 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 funny that that's 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 how it came out. But yeah, it's a it's a sad situation. Crazy. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut off your water take, Zach. If you want to, I just no, I in my I, head that I had to get that in. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, no, it's I, don't not real. That's not I don't understand why, why, why Bo is so adamant against hydrating yourself. I'm not at anti hydration. I'm anti fake. Like, uh, it's a number science. to shoot for. It's, it's, how it's much like, water do you drink a day, Bo? I'm not, a, probably not enough. Yeah. But this, like, this 100, uh, benchmark is, it's, it's a phony thing. It's like having a number of push-ups you do a day. It's just something. Okay. It, ju it just gives you a goal. To, just to, like to it's like it's day. like uh, treating uh, Malcolm Gladwell like he's a like he's a scientist. <laughs> All right, we don't need to open up that that rabbit hole. Bo, uh, Bo has 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 ripped on 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 me in the past for uh, enjoying Malcolm Gladwell's. Just because you read something doesn't mean it's true. Yeah, but which, but, as a journalist, you should know. I recognize he doesn't that, read fiction, but it, it doesn't mean it, it doesn't mean except when it comes to science. <laughs> I'm I'm with Zach on the water. Yeah. I yeah. drink a lot of water every day. There are times when you think you're hungry and you're really just thirsty, and it, it's it's good for. It's good for your skin. It's good for your organs. It's it's like, yeah, uh, hydrating yourself. I don't know why this is a controversial take. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're pitting me. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 not I'm not ashamed of 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 saying drinking water is important. It's fine. Yeah. Put a little lemon in there. A little lemon water. I like that. You could. Okay. I just. I appreciate, you know, I, I, it's, it's like a chore, you know, uh, 40 ounces before lunch, 40 ounces before dinner and 20 ounces before bed. I enjoy drinking water though. Like I don't have a problem doing that. Like, I know some people like can't like don't enjoy drinking water. Like I easily drink that much every day, but Bo doesn't believe it. Yeah. Try it sometime. Bo. <laughs> you know what I like about water swimming? Uh, I, like right. swim. I think we should end this pod. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely end this podcast. <laughs> We're gonna All have right. another one on Friday. So yes. another one on Friday. Friday at this point. We'll talk to uh Danis. We gotta get our, our schedule straight, but we'll figure that out, hopefully. And uh yeah, that's about it. Uh Marissa, thank you for uh thank you for your insight tonight. I hope I made sense. What a treat I to hope have I wasn't you with rambling. Us. A lot of thoughts to get off, but hopefully hopefully it all made sense and i hope i hope everybody is thinking about damar hamlin and you know putting a little stuff putting things in perspective in their own life and not worrying about the small stuff because life can change in an instant and the people in your life are the most important thing well said well that'll do it so for marissa and zach and michael i'm Bo. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you on Friday. And as always, be left.